Chapter 17, Untitled After hanging up on Selena and realizing Harley has feelings for me too, I roll out of bed and get dressed with fresh enthusiasm. A small voice in my head reminded me that the former gymnast is currently on her way to save her abuser, and whether she chooses him over me in the end, jailbreaking is a dangerous pastime. That dampened my mood slightly, but when I switched on the radio to find out that Arkham was not under attack, I was in high spirits again. Nonetheless, I rolled out of bed and cleaned myself up, today is not a day for a lion. Though I am clueless about her rescue plan, she will need all the help she can get, damn well I will be ready and be waiting near Arkham until the alarm sounds. Knowing Joker, even if the escape plan is successful, he is likely to hold grudges against both of us. The radio is now playing a tune that Harley likes. It's a bit too loud for my taste, but at least the lyrics are not about sexualization or degradation of female bodies, and I have grown to be fond of it too, or rather, the memories associated with this song. Pammy come dance with me. No peanut, I don't dance dash and the blonde jester grabbed me by the wrist and dragged me to the dance floor, grinding on me in the crowded club. Despite the steamy moist air, the deafening music, the stickiness on the floor and my hatred for humanity, it doesn't matter when her hands are on me, colorful lights reflecting off her blue orbs. She smelled like tequila and chocolate that night, a scent that would be repulsive if found on someone else. I hum along when I brush my teeth, it was such a fun night, maybe more to come when this whole shenanigan is over. Just when the song was going into the chorus, it was abruptly cut short. Breaking, Clown Prince of Crime, also known as the Joker, has just escaped Arkham with the help of eco-terrorist, Poison Ivy. The number of casualties is unclear for now, but citizens are advised to stay home. If you have any information or sightings of the two supervillains, please call 520-1314-777. The metahuman, Poison Ivy, is believed to be injured but do not engage on your own. Both of them are armed and highly dangerous dash. My blood froze and my ears malfunctioned for a brief moment, missing other information that the radio is spilling out, Poison Ivy is believed to be injured. Quickly rinsing my mouth and grabbing Harley's bat and gun, I hopped to my pink convertible and drove down to Arkham. If Harley is hurt, the Joker will ditch her for being a liability. By the sound of it, the police still haven't found her yet, which means she is bleeding out somewhere. Arkham is around 30 minutes away from the toxic chemical wasteland that I lodge in, 15 minutes if you speed your way through. However, it would be stupid if I get holed up by the police. Now that I don't have my pheromones, it would be difficult to get out of a ticket, so I stayed within the speed limit while tuning into the radio news station for more updates. Here, we are now outside the precinct. Oh there he is. Hello. Hi Commissioner. This is Tawny Young from Metro 7, can you please tell us more about the breakout? All I can say is, Poison Ivy managed to break into Arkham through the sewers, and the Gotham PD is trying its best to ensure this security breach is dealt with to prevent future incidents. As for the incident, blood found on the scene is confirmed to belong to the green metahuman. However, please don't be mistaken, an injured Poison Ivy is still extremely dangerous. Our best search teams and hounds have been dispatched to search the sewers as we speak to track the two notorious criminals. 
Rest assured Gotham citizens, GCPD is doing the best that we can to apprehend the fugitives. Ignoring the rest of the interview, I modified my route, dashing to the closest entrance to the Gotham sewer system instead. The underground tunnels are pitch black, it only brightens a few red emergency bulbs and occasionally some sunshine that escapes from the sewage covers. Harls, Harley, Peanut, please. Every time you go, I don't know if it'd be the last time I'd see you. Joker is going to go too far one day and leave you dead on the streets. Please, Harley, stay. Pamela's words are playing on repeat as I stagger in the reeking tunnels. She looked so sad when she said those words, and she was right all along. Why was I so stubborn? Before I fled Arkham, I encouraged the vines to form a plant wall to slow the police, but I knew that wouldn't cut it, they would burn down the vines in no time. For a moment, I consider if returning to Arkham for medical treatment could be an option, I mean the cops won't let me die right? And the bat doesn't kill. But Joker has most of the staff there on payroll, so being in the infirmary is equivalent to signing my death warrant, and I can't die before telling Pammy that I am sorry. I have to apologize for not listening to her, for returning to Joker over and over again, for hurting her, for causing this mess, the soul-swapping mess that I single-handedly created. What would happen if this body perishes, will Ivy live in my body for the rest of her life? Will she resent me for trapping her in there? forever losing the connection to the green? Will she die if we make the switch now? All that won't matter if you get it out alive, I thought to myself. Just have to get out, get to Ivy, she can patch me up, it will be fine, like how she treats me when Mr. J hits me. It will be fine. This is the only way to fix everything. With that goal in mind, I set off to find Mike Carr, stole it yesterday, so it's mine now. It's too far to walk to Pam's and I am too weak to get a new one now. Gotham's underground wastewater and drainage system are complex and messy, so much for city planning. While it helps to spread out police manpower, it also means you can be disorientated easily if you don't know your way. Though most people think I am a dumb blonde bimbo, I sure hell think I am not. Having memorized the whole sewer map when I first broke Mr. J out of Arkham, I can easily identify the direction even in the dark. I can do this, I muttered to myself, I'm Harley fucking Quinn. Yet, everything is always easier said than done. For each step I take, my heart is pumping louder than the next in my eardrums, and it is more and more painful to breathe, which means the bullet unquestionably damages my lungs. My vision is starting to swim too, and my limbs feel heavier than lead, I would give everything to just take a nap right here right now. Well, not everything, that small voice in my head yelled. Come on, you have to keep moving, poor Pammy. A full five minutes later, I am already panting against the wall, feeling like I just fought the whole Justice League alone. Why did I park so fucking far away? My torso is buzzing with pain and my throat is dry from trying to breathe. In spite of the fact that I have put pressure on the wound, I can still feel some blood seeping out whenever I move too vigorously. If it wasn't for Ivy's metahuman traits, would have passed out long ago. Am I going to die here? Focus Harley. If we don't get lost, at this rate, it will take another 15 minutes to walk to where we parked the getaway car. 
Can you hold on for 15 more minutes? Harleen appears in the filthy reflection. Dr. Quinzel, the motivational speaker. I laughed wryly. Looking down at the wound, which is still bleeding non-stop, I doubt it document. Even if I could, I am not sure if I can stay awake enough to drive. Do you have a choice? I didn't know Sharon Quinzel raised a quitter. Look, think about Pam, this is her body, you have to at least try. Okay, but wait, just in case I don't make it. I moved towards one of the dimly lit walls. Taking a deep breath, I wiped the blood off my palm on my clothes. Happy that it's now clean, cleanish, I dabbed it in my wound again and drew green daffodils on the brick wall, using my blood as paint. The Gotham police will find this, and she will understand it. Red, can you teach me flower meanings? I once asked. No Harl, plants are individuals like you and me, they have unique personalities. Like, for example, roses are not more romantic than the rest of the flower community. Honestly, some roses can be assholes if you speak to them. So no, flower meanings are just arbitrary. Hum. I disagree with Pamelam. I think flower's meaning is about how certain plants make you feel. It may not be universal, but let's say take daffodils. They reminded me of spring and warmth, like you Pammy. So, daffodil, in my flower language means I miss you. Ha, huh, okay Harl, in my non-existent flower language dictionary, it means, I miss you too, you silly thing. Smiling slightly at that memory, I glance at the knee-deep murky water. There, Harleen stared right back at me, urging me to make my next move. Harley, reminisce later. Use this stinkiness to cover your scent, and stop touching the walls. You're leaving a blood trail. Agreeing with Dr. Quinzel's words, I smeared more jade-colored blood next to the hand-drawn flower to ensure the Gotham police would see it. Then, I painstakingly tore off large pieces of my blood-stained leotard and threw them in various directions, praying that it would derail the dogs. I would have captured a rodent and smeared my blood on them if my blood was less toxic. After that, I hurled a handful of Ivy's carnivorous hybrid seeds in the water, apologizing for deserting them in this dismal environment while asking them to stall the cops for me when the time comes. Predictably, the loyal and kind fellas are happy to oblige, anything for you mother. My heart is warm at that, no wonder Pamela likes plants more than most people. Lastly, I bandage my wound, using vines to apply pressure, ignoring the sharp burn in my chest. With everything ready, I joke to myself before immersing myself in the sickening sewage water. Let's hope Arkham didn't serve chili yesterday. Ivy once told me that she can absorb water through her skin, that's why she loves the rain so much. If I weren't dying, maybe I would find this submerging in shit situation funny. Due to Joker and Scarecrow's frequent gaseous attacks, a lot of sewer openings have been blocked by the city. Through countless trial and error, I finally found a manhole cover that's not sealed by cement or welded to the ground. I was partly happy and nervous when I found an entrance. The sewer network is a labyrinth, and I am convinced that I would get lost in here, not to mention, I don't know where Harley is. Statistically, running into her in the vast Gotham drainpipes is extremely low, but there's no way that I am going to abandon her now. 
Weighing the chances, I grabbed a first aid kit, a flashlight and Harley's weapons, and entered the gloomy tunnels, silently praying that Harley is moving towards the direction of my hideout. The pungent smell of the sewer is nauseating, and the wastewater goes up to my thighs, making each step more burdensome. It's like walking in a swimming pool, except the pool is filled with garbage, feces and other nasty organic waste. Forcing down the bile that emerged in my throat, I stood still to listen to any noises that may indicate movements in my surroundings. Unmistakably, some splashes are ringing in the corridors nearby, not loud enough to be a group, so unlikely to be the guards. My heart jolted with joy, but then I remembered Joker is also here. It's impossible to tell who it is. Gunshots will probably attract too much attention, so I tighten my grip on Harley's back, turn off the torch, and cautiously follow the sound. The sloshing sound made by the sewage water is definitely not helping, every step creates so much noise, potentially notifying my location to the guards. Not to mention the hounds that are arriving soon. However, excrement water or not, the plant component in Pam seems to thrive in water. Though the wound still stings like a motherfucker, and it's likely to be infected now, I managed to stay awake for another 10 minutes. The water level is only ankle-deep in this section of the pipe, and I am a little concerned about leaving a trail of scent again, but there's nothing I can do, so I soldiered on. Someone is coming. Dr. Quinzel warned when I stopped to catch my breath, and she was, once again, right. A faint swash of water can be heard from not far away if you listen carefully. No normal, average, good-hearted person would voluntarily enter the Gotham sewers, not even Killer Croc. At this physical state, it's best to use the element of surprise, so I clumsily hobbled into one of the tunnel branches, waiting to ambush whoever that is. Minutes feel like hours, and I am almost sure the thud-thud-thud sound of my heart is giving out my location to the unknown assailant. The other person seems to be taking a similar tactic because the tunnel is quiet again, only the occasional squeaks of the rats that live down here can be heard. At this rate, I will bleed out or my lungs will collapse before anything can happen. Here goes nothing. I decided that I have to make the first move. Inhaling deeply, ouch, I tossed the last two seeds that I have towards the general direction of the stranger and used my power to encourage them to grow. Two large vines erupt from the wastewater, snaring and hissing towards the shadowed figure. Chapter 18, End Harley Even in the dark, I can recognize my plants. These killer vines are the ones that I have engineered to perfection. Are you okay? The radio said that you're hurt? I ran over and pulled her into a tight hug. Pammy the green woman crawled out of her hiding spot and returned the embrace. She winced slightly at my touch but the excitement in her voice was unmistakable. Where are you hurting Harley? Are you okay? Can you walk? Just a little dash, before she can finish her sentence, distant noises of men yelling and heavy footsteps can be heard through the tunnels. Come on Harls, let's get the fuck out of here. My car is not far away just up the ladder through that hole. Figuring that it's too shadowy to see where I am pointing at, I took the lead. Giving her another squeeze, I held her hand and started running towards the way I entered. Though she staggered a little behind, 
I recognize the imminent danger and my car is not far away. Just a few steps then we are free, maybe then, we can finally talk through our feelings. Quickly hopping onto the ladder that leads to the manhole cover, I climbed as fast as I could. Years of gymnast training did not go to waste, Harley's body is extremely agile and in less than 30 seconds, I'm up at the top. Lifting the metal lid just a little to scout the surroundings, and find that the area remains deserted, I hoisted myself onto the ground and felt the sun on my face once again. Turning towards the taller woman, who is still at the bottom of the steps, you okay down there? I reached my hand out. Can you climb? Just a few steps and I can pull you up. I can't hear her reply, but from the shadows, it is obvious that she has started her slow ascend, which is extremely out of character. Harley slow? Something is wrong. I asked her to stay put. It's okay Harls, I have some ropes in my car. Just wait dash, a deep thud, accompanied by a loud splash, finished my sentence. Harls. Panicking, I hurried down and found her lying on the ground, struggling to get up. The sun shone down through the sewer opening, shedding light into the otherwise dark tunnel like a spotlight on a stage. Only now did I notice the gaping hole on the right side of her torso. Harley. Can you hear me? Gasping and rushing to her side, I pressed my hand firmly on top of the gunshot wound to stop the bleeding. Harls? Talk to me. I frantically scanned her body to examine for other injuries and found none. Harley, why, you will be fine, I promise, my voice is trembling and gravied with fear. Now is not the time to panic. Think Pamela. First aid kit. You have a first aid kit in your bag. Harley, honey, you will be okay. Trust me. I fish out the more bandages and gauze and apply with firm pressure. Yet warm liquid still tainted my hands and quickly soaked through the fabric. The green woman whimpered and let out a string of chesty cough, her gaze unfocused. Harley stayed with me. I love you, please stay awake. I arrived at Arkham basement after the alarm sounded, the hallway now looked like a mini jungle. Snaring plants with poisonous thorns are swinging with a single purpose to kill. A security guard with a flamethrower was devoured in front of my eyes, and his weapon was swallowed by the carnivorous monster too. Fellow police staff kept emptying their casing at the mutated plants, but no amount of bullets seemed to hurt them. Damn it, that's why we need funding for more weapons. I muttered. Fall back. I yelled, before launching a grenade at the weeds. With a loud bang, the greenery screeched and shrieked when the fire caught on. Within minutes, they turned to ashes and I can properly examine the situation. An enormous hole can be found on the side of the hallway, leading to the Gotham sewer system. Joker's cell is empty, and by the horrific encounter just now, Poison Ivy is clearly behind this. Since when are the two scumbags working together? I wondered. There's also blood on the floor, green blood, which suggests the metahuman is hurt. Clapping my hands together to gain the attention of the men, I commanded, listen up guys. The green bitch and the dumbass clown won't be far. I want the hounds and search team here ASAP. 
ETA for hounds is 20 minutes, sir, a uniformed officer replied. What's taking the damn dogs so long? An incident in Gotham Airport, the officer sheepishly answered. Pinching the bridge of my nose, I sighed. All right. I want all men on this, and someone find me a fucking map to this stinky shithole. Work in pairs at least, we don't know whether the Joker has paired up with Poison Ivy. Ah. And stock up some fucking grenades, plants be damned. I will be back at the precinct to handle the press. Yes sir, the officers said in unison and headed to the makeshift entrance of the tunnels. It's still broad daylight so there's no way to call for Batman now, or is there? I quickly headed to my office and phoned Bruce Wayne. I was pleasantly surprised when I saw Pammy emerging from the tunnels, of course, she'd come for me, always looking out for me. Even in this stinky place, she managed to smell warm and sweet, like summer. I wanted to kiss her right then and right now, but it can wait until I get better, at least in a healthier physical state. She quickly leads the way when we hear someone approaching us, it won't be long until the guards track us, so I let her. Speedily, she was up on the ladder and reached the surface. Finally, some sunlight. Fuck yeah. Photosynthesis. Maybe this will be fine after all. Reality quickly slapped me in the face. Climbing is proven to be impossible. After the first step, the wound opened up again, I had to bite my lips to swallow a scream. I stopped to take a breath and I felt warm liquid running down my torso. Fuck my life. Eyes on the goal Harley. It's only a few steps, left leg, right arm, right leg, left hand. Repeat. You can do this. Stopping only makes it worse. Harleen should sign up to be a personal trainer. You okay down there? The silhouette asked. Can you climb? Just a few steps and I can pull you up. I wanted to make a snarky remark about how unfit Pam is, but concluded that I better use that energy to climb this stupid ladder. So I just nodded, though I am not sure if she can see it, and carefully started my ascent again. Large droplets of sweat are now forming on my forehead as I take two steps up. From a distance, I can hear Pam asking me to stay put and she will bring a rope or something. I wanted to tell her that I was fine, so I tilted my head up. Instantly, the excruciating pain made me momentarily lose grip and I fell back to the sewer, leaving out a deep grunt. The fall must have somehow lodged the bullet further because I can taste blood in my mouth and can practically see stars. Harls. She skipped down immediately. Harley can you hear me, sheer panic displaying on her face, one of her hands is lifting my head so it's not submerged in the water. Harls. Talk to me. Her eyes frantically scan my body and immediately apply pressure on my wound when she saw green blood leaching from my makeshift bandage. Harley, why, you will be fine, I promise. That does not sound convincing at all. Sharp pain on my torso indicates that she is trying to stop the bleeding by applying more pressure to the wound. Harley, honey, you will be okay. Trust me. I want to trust her but my eyelids are getting heavier and I know the end is not far. At least I get to die in the arms of the woman I love. Harley stayed with me. I love you, 
Please stay awake, her voice is laced with emotion, eyes misty. I wanted to say, I love you back, I want to tell her I am sorry, but all that comes out of my mouth are chesty coughs, painting droplets of blood on her shirt. Everything will be okay, peanut, her voice indicates otherwise, teardrops pouring down onto my cheek. If I could, I would wipe the tears away. Stay awake please. Pammy. I'm sorry, P please don't hate me. Squeezing out the last bit of energy, I summoned the vines, the same ones that I used to attack her not long ago, and entangled the crying woman's waist, pulling her away from me. What are you doing? Let me go Harls. Let me help you. Tears are coming out of her baby blue eyes like a river escaping a broken dam. You'll be fine. Please. Both women know that's a lie. Please Harley. I love you. I don't know how to live without you. Just put me down, she yelled desperately, oblivious to how loud she was. Guards are going to hear this and they will be coming for both of us. I love you too. I whispered, hoping that she could hear it. With that, I dragged the woman up towards the exit with one vine, practically throwing her out. Immediately, I closed the hatch with another vine, gripping it firmly so the blonde won't be able to come back in. My thoughts circled to the night where I found her in Joker's basement, how broken and scared she was. She always takes such good care of me, putting me before her own needs. This time, I can finally do one thing right, for her. Laying in the dark with wastewater near my ears, I faintly hear the pounding of the metal hatch above. It is getting cold and it takes so much of my energy to control the plants. Just need to hold on long enough so I can kill the guards. That never happened though, before I knew it everything faded to nothingness. My secretary greeted me with the much-needed coffee before handing me the files that are required for the meeting later. She also said there's a Jim Gordon who left a message, asking for a callback. Slightly bothered, morning is not my favorite time of the day, Batman business means that I don't get much sleep, but I have to keep up with the appearance. Hello, Commissioner. How can I assist you today? I put on my best business-like tone, this better be nothing, I hoped. Good morning Mr. Wayne, I am so sorry to bother you, but I am calling in regards to our mutual friend. I am not sure if you have heard, but Poison Ivy just busted Joker out of Arkham, and it's worrying that the two criminals are collaborating. Do you think you can get hold of him for me? Raising a brow at that, I haven't heard anything about that yet. But again I am not surprised, knowing Quinn's past behavior. Their relationship is confusing at times. I have heard how the clown prince abuses the former psychiatrist over the years. Yet, for someone so brilliant, she keeps crawling back. Surely, she would seek him out for the true love kiss. Yeah, um. So Poison Ivy is injured, so I thought it would be a superb opportunity to take both of them down at once? So Mr. Wayne, can our friend help? Injured? Selina is going to freak out. I will see what I can do, Commissioner. Now, if you excuse me, I have a few calls to make. Gotham and the GCPD owes you a big deal Mr. Wayne. Thank you. Buzzing my secretary in, I asked her to cancel the rest of my schedule for today. Just a headache. 
Wild night. Reschedule the project meeting for next week, please. She nodded and exited the room. Before heading to the Bat Cave, I phoned Baraba and asked her to scan the area, looking for signs of the Joker and the Green Rogue. The psychopathic clown has to be put behind bars, and if I have to save Harley slash Ivy on the way, so be it. I kept pounding the metal cover, trying to yank it off. Vision is blurred, teardrops are showering the ground. Like the very first time we met, she always tries to carry the weight of the world on her shoulder. Harls please let me in. I can help. Just let me, I screamed, but it is as useful as lying under Wonder Woman's lasso. Then suddenly, I felt a warm hand on my shoulder. Jerking to the touch, I took a defensive stance and saw the bat. It's weird to see him in broad daylight, but here he is, in his all-black amour, the cowl hiding any emotions from his face. What are you doing here? I hissed through the tears. I don't have time for this when she is dying down there. I heard about Quinn and Joker, he began cautiously, I know about the scripture, and by how you are still in this body, I assume the kiss between Joker and her didn't work. Frankly, I don't know if they kissed. I didn't have the time to ask her yet, but now is not the time for that. I need to be down there. Please you have to save her. He shot her. I hate to display weakness, especially not in front of the bat, but tears started to fall uncontrollably. His face was still devoid of any emotions, but he gave a subtle nod. Where is he now? I don't care. Just open this fucking hatch. She is bleeding out. Without another word, he pulled out a tiny bomb from his utility belt and blasted the sewage cover wide open, revealing an unconscious woman who was laying in a pool of green blood mixed with the grey sewage water. Diving to her side, I feel for her pulse. Nothing. Breathing? Nothing. Instantly prying her mouth open, I lean forward to expel air into the green woman with mouth-to-mouth -mouth administration, hands compressing her heart rhythmically, stopping every few minutes to check for any signs of life. Come on Harley. Don't leave me. Please. I was hopeful. Maybe she can hear me, she's always so energetic, full of fight. She always gets back up. Peanut. Please. I sobbed and continued pumping her heart until I was panting and my arms were sore. Some time later, the masked vigilante rests his hand on my shoulder once again, this time with some force, trying to pull me back. There's nothing you can do now, Ivy. He sounded almost sympathetic. I am not leaving her. I hug her body tight, she's not a fan of the dark. Her body is heavy and turning cold. I am sorry for your loss. Batman made another failed attempt to drag me up my feet. Get your filthy hands off me you meat sack. I am not leaving her. Harley always hated to be alone, and I am not going to abandon her now. A minute of silence later, with only the sound of my weepings, Batman sighs. If you promise not to kill the Joker, I will let you take her with you. I will personally see that he gets locked up for good this time. My inside burns with that name. Joker. I am going to shred him into pieces and turn him into fertilizer. 
For the first time peeling my gaze from the lifeless woman, I noticed two guards lying on the ground, seemingly unconscious. I can't promise you that, Bats. You know that. He will pay for this. It's that or I will take you in now. Ivy, do this for Quinn, she wouldn't want you to go after him. She cared for you too. Don't you dare say what she wants or doesn't want. I cringe at his use of past tense. I have come back from the dead before. She will be fine. His eyes looked pitiful, then there's more reason for you to leave here in one piece. Promise me that you won't go after the Joker, and I will let you take her. As much as I hate it, he has a point. If Harley ever gets resurrected, she would want me close by. But will the Harley be the Harley that I know and love? Doesn't matter as long as she is back, I decided. So I gingerly nodded to the man and picked up the taller woman's body in bridal style. I won't go after him if she comes back. The bat left out an exhausted breath and sent us up using his grappling hook. Take care, Ivy. I buried her in Robinson Park, we used to stroll along the paths or she would watch me work in the afternoons. She would be doing cartwheels and babbling whatever topics that come to her mind, ranging from her pets to potatoes to bird migration patterns. She gets bored easily, so she must love to meet people every day here. And of course, I planted daffodils around. Selena told me what she drew in the tunnels, and I miss her too, more than she ever knows. I visit every day, sitting there reading or just fending her grave from any lowlife that dares to disrupt her. That has become the only reason for me to get out of bed. Well, and my babies too. Now that I can't hear the green, I still want to care for them, but it feels different. I stayed on Harley's routine, stretching and working out, thinking that she would like her body to be in a perfect state when she comes back. I watched her cartoons, even indulged myself with her favorite egg sandwich and sickeningly sweet hot chocolate. Maybe she would be more inclined to return from the dead if her body is doing things that she enjoys? Selena dropped by a few times, bringing ice cream, not mint, she hates mint ice cream, saying it tastes like toothpaste. We would talk about her recent heist or Wayne's demonic child called Damien. After that, she would just sit there and watch silly shows with me in silence. I can tell that she is grieving too. Few months have passed. I kept talking to Frank and other plants, but they don't talk back now, and I have never felt more alone in my life. I don't resent Harley for switching bodies with me, but all my social connections have been severed, the house feels bigger than ever. Lab work is more dangerous than before, now that I am not resistant to every potent toxin and poison in the world, but life must go on, right? My patience is wearing off. Harley was not nature's chosen protector, maybe the green won't get her back, maybe the renewing power of nature won't heal her the way that it healed me. Many times I wondered if Harley loves me back. Surely if she loves me, then she would have kissed me and ended the curse or spell or whatever it is? But Harley is also known to put herself last, maybe she loves me too, therefore doesn't want me dead? This struggle remained unanswered until six months after her death, 184 days to be exact, yes I tallied the days. A hastened knock came through one morning, too early to be Selena. Annoyed at first, 
but those feelings immediately evaporated and were replaced with heart-bursting joy when I saw Harley standing in the doorway. She wears her usual grin, rosebuds and daffodils are growing in her hair, she smells like the first rain in spring. Harley. I pulled her in for a tight hug, tears staining her dirty clothes. I don't ever want to let go, I would give anything to keep her here beside me forever. Hey Pam. Her voice muffled my shoulder. I have missed you so much. I was so scared that I have lost you forever. I love you daffodils, don't ever do that again. I thought I would have more things to say, but I don't, as if fearing that speaking too loud would crush this magical moment. She gently patted my back but said nothing too, just holding me firmly while I sob in her arms. Some moments later, she peeled herself off of me unwillingly. I was about to protest when our lips collided. Morning breaths be damned, she tastes like bubblegum and strawberries. Wait, hold on. Opening my eyes, I find blue orbs staring lovingly at me. I knew a true love kiss would work but wow, she exclaimed, letting out a high-pitched giggle that I haven't heard in such a long time. Still shocked and lost for words, I did the only thing I know best. I kissed her again. If a true love kiss is real, maybe happily ever after is real too and I am about to find out with the blonde woman in front of me.